1: A small town is buried under a blanket of snow when a local couple is ambushed in their sleep.
2: His wife was terrified, and her
1: husband shouts at her to run, run. Police rush to find the culprits, but will the wintry weather prevent them from uncovering the truth? There are a lot of pieces here for police that just don't seem to add up.
3: If it hadn't snowed, there would be no conviction in this case.
1: In Tayadenaga, Ontario, Canada, home to an isolated Mohawk tribal reservation and just north of New York State, winter is a way of life.
3: The people who live there, they've come to expect very long, cold winters.
4: The weather in this region during the winter is brutal. Around the Great Lakes, you get lake effect snow. What can happen is winds can go over the lakes, pick up all this moisture, and then just dump it, having a foot of snow on the ground. Pretty typical winter.
1: But this quiet winter night is disrupted by police and paramedics racing to the rural home of Ward and Diana Miracle. There'd been a home invasion, which is a very, very rare thing for this community. When they arrive, EMTs quickly attend to a bloody but still conscious shooting victim, 54-year-old Ward Miracle. Next to him is his worried wife, Diana, and their adult son. And she can see blood. Ward had been shot three times in the
5: chest, the leg like and the head. Somehow he was still alive.
2: He walks himself to the stretcher and then he goes unconscious.
6: They're from Tynanaga. We're a Mohawk community here and they're Mohawk people, they're they're all tough.
1: While their son accompanies Ward to the hospital, his wife, Diana, still shaken, does her best to fill investigators in on what happened.
2: Police were shocked. In this community, these kind of crimes, it's out of their realm. It's unthinkable.
1: Sharing a common cultural history, the Tayadanega Mohawk Reserve is a tight-knit rural community where everyone is considered family. Approximately 22 to 2,500 people live in, in Tayadanega. We help each other out. We look out for each other.
5: People know their neighbors. People stick up for their neighbors. Reputations count. There's not a lot of pretense.
6: Taananege is a is a very rural community. We don't have a downtown, but we have one streetlight. And in
1: 1992, everyone on the reservation knew Ward Miracle and his wife Diana. They were a big deal in the community. Well known, respected, successful. The Miracles had been in the area for years, and raised two children including a 27-year-old son who lived just a mile down the road. Empty nesters, the Miracles spent most of their time working their business, a gas station and car repair shop called Ward's Gas Bar.
6: I had a a small restaurant there, too, and it was a busy place.
1: The couple also operated a small after-hours check-cashing service, but not out of the gas bar. Instead, it was run out of their home.
6: They would look after community members, people they knew, you know, cash the odd check for them.
1: This was before ATM,
5: so people had physical checks and they needed to cash them. And then the banks closed, you're stuck unless someone like Ward or Diane steps up. They were a fixture in the community.
2: Ward and Diana seemed to have it all. They looked like they had it all before this event happened.
1: But as authorities now speak to Diana Miracle, they hope to make sense of the crime.
2: Police, they just can't imagine anyone doing this to a respected couple like the Miracles.
6: She said they had been in bed sleeping and heard a crash. Two people had made their way in the house calling for ward by
2: name. Two men, both masked, come into her bedroom shouting for Ward to hand over the cash. One with a gun, wearing a ski mask, the other with a wooden club, wearing a Halloween mask.
1: Diana says Ward flew out of bed, rushing toward the masked man. Ward was quite a strong man. He
5: also definitely wasn't a coward. He went after them, and he tried to protect his wife. It's pretty impressive, really. She says, in the struggle, he
2: shot in the leg and then in the chest, demanding his wife escape, escape.
1: Diana tells investigators that despite being shot twice, her husband continued to fight the gunman. So she took his advice and ran from the room. But the bandit with the Halloween mask chased her. Diana says the man caught her, and dragged her to the couple's kitchen, where he demanded the briefcase on the table that was central to their check cashing business. Inside were bundled stacks of bills with Diana's handwritten totals on each. She complies with his demand and hands over
2: about $10,000. All the while, she hears her husband and the gunman fighting.
1: And then the two men tumbled into the room
5: What's amazing is that Wurtz, in his mid-50s, who has been shot a couple of times and then is still protecting his wife. He's still fighting.
2: And in that moment of distraction, she's able to escape.
6: Fled out the back door and then made her way across the
1: road to one of the nearby neighbors. Still shaken, but safe, she peered out of a frosty window.
2: She actually watches the perpetrators escape in the getaway car.
1: Because of the winter weather, she got a good look and describes a red sedan to police.
3: The perpetrators couldn't just rush out. They couldn't just speed away given the icy conditions.
1: Once the intruders were gone, Diana returned home to check on her husband, Ward. She tells police that when she got back to the house, her son happened to be there. How
6: he had learned of what had happened, I'm not uh, entirely sure.
1: Diana says that it's then that she learned Ward had been shot in the head while struggling with the intruders in the kitchen. After police finish taking Diana's statement, they allow her to join her son and husband at the hospital. As the crime scene is processed, a number of key questions begin to emerge.
2: So the only real person that is an eyewitness to these terrible events was Diana. She got out fine, unscathed, unarmed.
1: And there's the son who made it to the crime scene before emergency responders. There's innuendo, rumors, things that he may or may not have been involved in. But investigators have a not-so-secret weapon that just might help them solve the case.
3: In this case, the cold weather and the snowfall was an ally to the investigators.
7: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door.
1: Denega police are searching the home of Ward and Diana Miracle in hopes of learning more about a brazen home invasion, robbery, and shooting.
2: Diane recounted this tale to police, that the two men, both masked, come into her bedroom, shouting for Ward to hand over the cash, one with a gun, the other with a wooden club.
1: Diana claims the gunman shot Ward three times before both men drove off in a red car with $10,000 in cash into the icy winter night. But is she telling the truth?
2: Police have to appreciate that she ends up unscathed while her husband's been shot three times. This would raise suspicions that Diana was
1: in on this. And she's not the only family member police have to consider as a suspect.
3: In addition, they have to look into the sun because it did seem quite odd that the sun made it to the crime scene so quickly.
2: Police have two options at this point, to believe Diana that somehow she managed to escape without being harmed, or that she has manipulated the situation.
1: Initial crime scene processing corroborates Diana Miracle's story. Inside the kitchen of the home, investigators find a bullet casing just where Diana said Ward had been shot in the head.
6: It was a small 22 caliber handgun that was used.
1: And laying in plain view on the kitchen table is the wooden club Diana claims one of the masked men used in the robbery. But to fully believe Diana's story, they need more evidence. They decide the next step is to focus on the icy landscape outside, to see what it might reveal about any intruders real, or fictional.
4: This was really an ideal condition for the police. You know, the foot of snow was on the ground, and you could get footprints.
1: Although with the sun rising, the pressure is on to act fast.
3: As the day is breaking, it's going to warm up. The snow may start melting in places, and then in some cases, destroying possible evidence.
4: That sun angle still low in the horizon, you still can get melting of snow. Even if temperatures don't get just above freezing, it's just in that direct sunlight, you're going to get it. So they still had limited time.
1: The authorities from Denega reach out to the Ontario Provincial Police for additional assistance to deal with the unique demands of collecting evidence in the snow.
6: They're the equivalent of a state police. They have the equipment, the resources that we would need to do the investigation.
1: When they arrive, forensic investigator James Eady is brought up to speed.
8: The critical part was to work outside the house first because
1: the evidence in the snow was gonna disappear. As he makes his way through the snow near the home, he immediately comes across a sawhorse with a missing leg.
8: Tandenega Police They said, Jim, there's a piece of two by four on the kitchen table. And according to Mrs.
5: Miracle, that was being used by one of the suspects as a weapon. And he thought that it looked about the size of the legs of a sawhorse outside.
1: But that's not all he finds.
8: I could see where somebody had walked
1: in the snow. The observation presents a unique investigative opportunity.
4: The foot of snow was on the ground and it was a nice consistency where they could get the perfect footprint.
1: And the perfect footprint just might solve the case.
4: A shoe print, it's
3: not as good as a fingerprint, but there are little defects in the shoes that investigators can use to identify them.
8: Oftentimes you can still see even the little stones that are stuck inside the shoe and damage to the bottom of the shoe where little pieces of rubber have been cut or broken away. I photographed the shoe print in the snow, which was difficult because it's really hard to see impressions in snow in daylight.
3: It's such a reflective surface, so trying to see all of the little features in a footprint, very difficult.
1: To work around the problem, Edie makes a bold move. He goes to his van for supplies in hopes of making a hard cast mold.
5: To make a cast of a footprint, he's got one shot. So he either does it right or he ruins it.
8: You cook the sulfur on a propane stove. You get it to boiling and it really quickly hardens. So you got to move really quickly. Take the pan of sulfur off the stove and quickly pour it into the shoe print. And just as quick as you snap your finger, you've got the footprint recorded.
1: Despite the potentially destructive nature of mixing hot and cold elements, Edie is able to successfully cast a mold of the shoe print. Using experience as a guide, he estimates that the print is from a size eight men's running shoe. Any further analysis will happen back at the crime lab, but that's hardly the end of the crime scene processing. Edie then joins authorities back inside as they discover two more 22 caliber shell casings that further bolster Diana Miracle's story. Luckily, the weather continues to assist the investigation.
8: Shoes that have got wet in the snow, as you walk along, they're acting like a rubber stamp and leaving a beautiful impression, especially on a nice, really flat surface.
1: And Edie finds exactly that. I used a
8: black fingerprint powder, and I could see shoe prints that looked remarkably similar to the cast that I'd recovered.
1: Again, E.D. estimates it's a size 8 men's running shoe. The evidence collected so far corroborates most of Diana's claims, but it doesn't mean this was some random attack. How does an outsider know?
5: They knew his name, they knew his house, they knew that he'd have money at that time. There's no suggestion that Diana pulled the trigger, but it's only natural for police to wonder, was there someone hired to do
1: this?
2: They have to check it out, and even check out their son as well.
1: As the investigation continues, will warmer temperatures threaten to destroy valuable clues before detectives uncover what really happened?
3: Snow is interesting because it can preserve evidence
9: Dogs lie. visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
0: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes.
8: Talk about starting the morning Right.
0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
9: This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's philo.tv slash poppods to get 50% off your first month.
1: In December 1992, just before the new year, temperatures are rising in rural Ontario, Canada, and their winter wonderland is starting to melt.
4: There is a foot of snow on the ground, but the temperature pops up above freezing, and you have that direct sunlight pounding on snow. It's gonna help melt it away. So cops knew that they were racing against the clock.
1: Police are off to a good start in the investigation of the robbery and shooting at the Miracle House. But even with the collection of shell casings and footprints, they aren't any closer to making a positive identification of the masked intruders.
5: Tayandoneg is a small community, but it's not that small. You find out that the guys are wearing a size issue and has a pistol. That doesn't really narrow it down that much.
1: Kaya Denega and Ontario Provincial Police start to canvas the area in hopes of finding more clues in the snow, or through word of mouth. In the community, we don't know everybody's business, but we know who people are.
6: We're looking for anybody that had seen anything out of the ordinary in that area that time of
5: the morning. They want to know, has there been a dispute? Was there perhaps a marriage breakup? Was there something going on that they should know about?
6: anybody had a beef with them and we weren't really getting anywhere
2: police are completely in the dark they really have no idea who it is
1: all police have so far are 322 caliber bullet shell casings recovered from the house and a matched men's size eight running shoe print from the snow outside to the one inside but it's not enough Without the shoe that made the print or the gun that fired the shell casings, none of the evidence gathered so far will be of much help in court. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Ward's condition is critical. So the doctors tell Diana
5: that they can take the two bullets out of his body, but they can't take the one out of the frontal lobe.
6: Small pieces of his brain were actually damaged and removed. The bullet itself was in a spot where they decided it was better left where it was. There was a lot of people worried that he wasn't gonna make it.
1: The two bullets recovered from Ward's body are too badly damaged to be of any value as evidence.
5: A lot of times the bullet will lead back to the gun. Now they had lost that. If they're going to
1: catch these guys, it's not gonna be through the bullets. With Ward still unconscious and in intensive care, police continue the investigation down the road from the Miracle Home.
4: Weather could be a huge roadblock, but there are other times that it can help you find even more evidence.
1: That's because not all the snow is melting.
4: Where you have trees or maybe a building even causing shade, of course, it's gonna be cooler. I mean, in the shade, it can be 10 degrees cooler than in the direct sunlight. So that's going to allow the snow to pile up.
1: As authorities follow the single road leading away from the miracle house, and likely escape route for the intruders, they make a key discovery.
3: The police end up searching the area and they find these two masks. One is like a ski mask and one's a Halloween mask.
1: It was a fairly nice day actually. So they were right there visible in the snowbank. Investigators theorized the masks were thrown from the alleged intruder's red sedan as they raced away from the scene. Even though the masks have been outside all day, the weather will soon prove to be helpful to investigators.
4: These guys throwing their masks into this pile of snow was not very wise because it stays really cold. It acts like a refrigerator. Everything's gonna stay more preserved.
1: And the masks have direct contact with the intruder's faces which means the police have collected more evidence that will likely identify their prime suspects.
3: They were protected by the environment in the snow because it actually preserved the DNA or saliva inside of the masks.
1: But as investigators send the masks off to the crime lab for testing, will the snowy discovery lead them any closer to justice? After the violent home invasion and robbery of Ward and Diana Miracle, temperatures have cooled again, and the mood is as gray as the sky. Investigators are grateful for the forensic evidence they have because of the snow and ice. But it's not enough to point to who is responsible for attacking the Miracles.
2: For police, they're filtering through the possibilities. They really have no idea who it is, no identifying features two men who came in the middle of the night.
3: The footprint in the house is a size eight running shoe. Well, that's pretty common. So unless they actually find the shoe, it's difficult.
6: The two masks in the snowbank down the road, they're able to get DNA out of them. And at that time, DNA was something that took a long time to get results for.
1: The hope is that saliva and skin cells recovered from the mask will lead them to the intruders.
3: The investigators finding these two masks in the snow, it was really good. The snow and the cold weather had basically preserved any type of DNA.
1: In the meantime, police look to keep the investigation moving forward. Three shell casings have been recovered from the crime scene, but they're of little use without the weapon that fired them. And the area's weather poses a major hurdle in hopes of finding the gun used to shoot Ward Maracle.
3: They found the masks that were thrown from the cars, but if there had been, let's say, a weapon thrown from the car or something like that, it makes it difficult to find as time goes on, perhaps there's more snowfall that occurs, it might get buried and perhaps never be found.
1: The only thing police feel certain of is that the intruders have some sort of connection to the miracles.
5: You've got to wonder, this community doesn't get a lot of people coming through who aren't from there. How do you know that Ward lives there? How do you know that Ward has the money there? These just aren't things that strangers know.
3: Given the weather conditions, it was dark, snowy, icy roads. In order to find this place, one had to go out of their way. The police knew that this was related somehow, that there was a relationship here. Uh, It wasn't just some random act.
1: Although Ward's condition has stabilized, he's still unconscious, unable to give police any idea of what happened. And even though he's alive, he'll never be the same again.
5: Even the good news is bad. I mean, Ward's gonna live, but he's not gonna probably talk, he's not gonna
1: walk. While Diana and family are looking after Ward in the hospital, police look into his relationships and business associates for any insight.
6: The investigative team were starting to throw things around. Who could we be looking at? What direction should we be going? We started with the ideas of, you know, people that were known to us for breaking and enters and that kind of thing, but the violence part didn't fit. Nothing meshed.
5: There aren't that many crimes that are committed by absolute total strangers. Generally, it's someone who The victim knew, and a lot of times it's someone who the victim even loved. There are plenty of people who
1: could be hired to do a murder if you wanted that. Authorities still can't rule out any involvement by Diana Miracle. Could a robbery be a ruse to cover up the real motivation for the intruders?
5: A lot of people who've lived in Ontario all their lives haven't been to Diane DeNega because it's off the main road, and you have to have a real reason for wanting to be there. The men who came into the house knew that there was money there. They also knew that was
1: Ward's house. But further consideration leads suspicion away from Diana Miracle. The main reason among many is that the snowy evidence police have uncovered so far seems to corroborate the eyewitness account at the original crime scene. The shell casings are found where she said the shooting took
5: place. She said they were masked men. Then they found the masks.
2: She's cooperating with police. She's not clamming up. That's another reason why they believe her story.
5: Diana checked out fully. This was a way better than
1: average marriage. Ward loved his wife so much that he was willing to die to protect her. With Diana seeming less and less of a likely suspect, law enforcement must explore other possibilities. Who's the adult son of Diana and
2: Ward. They're wondering how did he arrive at a crime scene before they could arrive at the crime scene.
3: There was a lot of cash on hand. They don't know if there's any conflict with the son and the parents, so they had to investigate every angle.
1: But if Ward's son was involved, what did he stand to gain? They have to wonder what was the
5: relationship between the father and the son, and that's only natural. They took a look at the adult son and tried to gauge the relationship between the father and the son.
3: There really wasn't any kind of family drama going on or anything like that.
1: Investigators are never able to figure out how the son made it to the crime scene so quickly, nor learn of any motive he would have for the crime. They eventually rule him out for any direct involvement in the crime. But that doesn't mean he wasn't involved indirectly.
3: Maybe he just randomly said something to someone.
5: Has someone been asking him about his father? Has someone been trolling around for information?
1: Authorities dig deeper into the miracle's son and his associates, but come up empty.
6: Everything is looked at, families and who the friends were and who they hung out with and that kind of thing, but nothing was taking shape. We were really up in the air on who we had as suspects.
1: Just as it appears the case is stalling, an anonymous call comes in that steers the investigation into an entirely different direction. Everybody
8: came in quite excited and said, Oh my God, we got a tip that's given us the two names of people that are supposed to
1: be responsible for this.
6: We get a Crime Stopper tip that throws
1: us two names. The caller says police should look into 21 year olds Peter Benedict and Frank Lanou from the Cornwall area. The initial reaction is skepticism.
2: They don't know who these people are. One of them, Lanou, has a criminal record. Peter Benick that does not. So you no know, picture, you no know, information. Police are, are trying to sort out whether it's a legitimate tip.
6: Peter basically hadn't committed any criminal offenses
2: to be fingerprinted, so there
6: was no real background on him to look into.
1: Adding more uncertainty about the tip, Cornwall, Ontario is 150 miles northeast of Tiadeneaga Mohawk Territory. But the information makes more sense when authorities explore how these two men may have heard about the miracles.
2: Police find out there is a connection. Peter Benedict belongs to the Akwesasne tribe, which is the next closest to the Mohawk. So there seems to be there's some merit to this tip.
6: There's a lot of trade, if you will, between the two communities, so word gets around. How they would have known anything would basically just
1: come down to word of mouth in the uh, criminal world, if you will. Is it possible that the Miracle's son may have had some sort of interaction with either or both of these men at some point and told them of the easy score at his parents' home? To find out, police look for any additional personal information they can find. Unfortunately, There's no connection yet, but they do discover something else. We came up with
6: Peter Benedict's mother's address in the city of Cornwall. So that was something to work on there.
1: Now, with a fresh lead, police make the journey east to visit Peter Benedict. And the trip will lead them to another major break in the case.
8: They discovered a vehicle in the driveway that matched the description that Mrs. Miracle had described
1: to them. Will it be enough to get justice for Ward Miracle?
9: Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. 500 500 that's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to
11: 500 500 i normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but skims has changed that you know i love skims underwear so i finally tried their bras and skims has delivered again skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too i've tried so many bras in the past and the main issue that i have is that they weren't supportive enough After you place your order, select Podcast in the Survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
1: In the Taya Mohawk territory of Ontario, Canada, temperatures are on the rise as the area experiences a brief winter warm spell.
3: Typically in this part of Canada, one can expect actually quite a wide variety of weather. It can go up to nearly 50 degrees in the wintertime, but mostly it's cold. So it's a long winter up there for them.
1: Just as the police are hitting a brick wall in the investigation of the terrifying home invasion of Ward and Diana Miracle, an anonymous tip puts them hot on the trail of two suspected perpetrators, Peter Benedict and Frank Lanoue. With warrant in hand, police first visit Peter Benedict and immediately see what they believe to be a key piece of evidence from the night of the original crime. A red sedan, matching the description Diana Marical gave of the getaway car. Upon initial questioning, Peter seems anxious and tight-lipped.
6: Very nervous, agitated. Denied this, denied that. I don't know. I don't know Franklin or their son. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been down to Tiananmenga and all that stuff.
5: This isn't going to be some confession. He wasn't going to hand off anything to police.
1: They're going to have to earn whatever they got. Despite his silence, police are immediately drawn to his hand.
5: The suspect was wearing a beautiful ring. There's something odd about this guy who's living at home with his mother, his 21-year-old. Where does he get this money? How does he buy this uh, flashy pinky
1: ring? While it's possible the jewelry is a gift, investigators have enough doubts that they start to search the premises.
8: And in his pocket, he still had the receipt. It had been purchased the day after the robbery at a shopping mall in Ottawa.
1: But it's hardly the only thing of interest detectives find in his coat, jacket pocket. They found some rolls of money.
5: There's $2,500 that's wrapped up. There's writing on it.
1: The handwriting appears on the same slips of paper Diana used in her family's home check cashing service. If that wasn't coincidental enough, investigators discover Peter Benedict wears a size eight shoe. Could the shoes recovered from his home be a match for the shoe prints found at the scene? Then police discover something else that gives them more than enough justification to arrest Peter Benedict. They also found a 22 caliber handgun. But as police start to lead him to the door, they see him do something very curious. When we were taking
6: him out of the house, he put on brand new running shoes.
1: While they present another pair of size eight shoes for police to compare to the prints at the crime scene, authorities have no idea yet of the true significance of the moment. Instead, they focus on the car and have it towed to the forensics lab for examination. But the weather might be playing against them this time.
3: Now several days have passed, and there have been several storm systems that have passed through the area, so the outside of the car, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get any type of evidence.
1: Water can easily destroy things like fingerprints. But fortunately, the rain and snow had not impacted the interior of the car. I fingerprinted the
8: car, and Benedict's fingerprints were identified on the one side of the car.
1: And for fingerprints were identified on the other. Even though none of the size eight shoes found at Peter Benedict's house match the prints Edie found at the crime scene, the fingerprints from the cars are irrefutable. This evidence proves that Peter Benedict knows Frank Lanue. Police are confident he's likely the other bandit. But even though evidence is accumulating quickly, it's all circumstantial police still need to track down Frank Leneau. And one key piece of evidence, the size eight shoes worn the night of the crime. With Benedict unwilling to cooperate, police need to get creative in order to close the case. He wanted to talk to his lawyer. He's quiet, he's
6: nervous, he doesn't say anything.
1: Detectives drive two hours to the Ottawa Mall, where Benedict purchased his ring in cash the day after the robbery. They track down the jewelry store, but no one they speak to remembers seeing the suspects. Despite the disappointment, detectives recall the brand new sneakers Benedict wore upon his arrest. On a hunch, they decide to pay a visit to shoe retailers in the mall. The move pays off.
8: They went in and showed a picture of Mr. Benedict and the saleswoman says, I know that guy. Yeah, he was here and bought a new pair of shoes. In fact, he left the old ones behind.
1: The saleswoman pulls them from the trash. And they're a size 8. They share the news with investigator James Edie, who has some good news of his own. Crime lab results show that three bullet casings recovered from the Miracle Home were fired from the handgun found in Peter Benedict's home. And when Edie examines the old shoes recovered from the shoe store in person, he finds one more nail in Benedict's coffin.
8: What identifies the shoe positively is the accidental characteristics. Damage, cuts, little marks, and wear on the bottom of the shoe.
1: Benedict's old shoes are a perfect match to the prints left at the crime scene in the snow.
8: I could see 16 points of comparison. That's 16 little accidents that occurred to the bottom of the shoe that were replicated in the shoe print.
1: This puts Peter Benedict at the crime scene. As authorities await the results of the DNA testing, they can't help but wonder if they've honed in on the men who shot and robbed Ward Maracle. But now that they have Benedict, will they find the elusive Frank Lanou?
2: He realizes that heat's coming. He's hiding under the radar.
1: the investigation into the home invasion of the Ward and Diana Miracle residence. The weather has mostly been an advantage for detectives.
3: It helped it in that they found this print in the snow. There was the footprint in the house. They found the masks preserved in the snow.
1: Now with a solid case against Peter Benedict, detectives just need the remaining piece of the puzzle that will put their second and final suspect behind bars if they can find Frank Leneau. We
6: knew we were looking for him. We weren't able to
1: locate him. After weeks go by in the investigation, the mysterious suspect does something unexpected. He calls the detective.
6: Frank lanou knew we were looking for him, and, you know. He says, oh, I'll turn myself in.
1: But by the time police are able to detain him, he lets them know immediately that he's not talking. Investigators decide to make a clever play.
2: They want to get a DNA sample. They realize he's a smoker, so they do him a favor. They offer him a cigarette. He smokes it and discards it.
5: The police can't be really obvious, but they're watching the cigarette. As soon as he
1: tosses it, it's, it's up
5: for grabs. They can take it. They can test it.
1: Detectives immediately send Frank's cigarette butt to the lab to compare it with the DNA found on each of the two masks recovered on top of the snowbank. If the freezing temperatures hadn't preserved the saliva on the masks, the DNA may have been lost forever. Finally, several months later, the results of the DNA found on the masks are complete. And after comparing with the DNA from Frank's cigarette butt, police have their match. Uh, The DNA showed
5: that Frank Lanoue had been wearing a knit mask. Peter Benedict had the
6: Halloween
2: mask on. So now all of a sudden they have something very solemn. Police now know who the shooter was. Diana identifies the guy with the, the club was wearing the Halloween mask and the gunman was wearing the ski mask. The gunman. It was Frank Lanou.
1: In October 1993, 10 months after Peter Benedict and Frank Lanue attacked Ward and Diana Miracle in their home, the two are set to go to trial. Benedict and Lanou both plead guilty to four charges. Robbery with violence, use of a firearm in the commission of a crime, use of masks in the commission of a crime, and wounding to endanger a life. They are both sentenced to six years in prison.
2: Their sentence of six years is kind of standard in the Canadian justice system. I'm proud of the people that I worked with
6: on the investigative team. Everybody did their job, and we were able to convict two people for it and send them to prison.
3: Still to this day, it has never been solved At how... These two suspects, the criminals, were tied to this case. How they knew about them, they lived over an hour away. What that connection was, they cleared the sun, but to this day, the investigators don't know what the cause was in terms of how the suspects knew the Miracle's.
1: After many weeks spent in the hospital recovering from his injuries, Ward Miracle finds the strength to disprove the doctor's prognosis. Ward was left with permanent brain
5: damage however Ward did beat the odds. He was able to walk, he was able to talk, he was able to work at his gas bar and he resumed his loving marriage. I'm awestruck by the
2: courage of Ward that he actually fought against a gunman. Ward's actions show how deeply he cared for and loved his wife, that he would put his own life on the line to protect her enable her to escape from those home invaders.
3: Weather is really critical, actually, in being able to solve a case. And usually it plays a role at times where people don't even anticipate it playing a role. And in this case, preserving the footprints and finding the masks. So they were able to get a conviction. And I believe that without weather, they would not have been able to solve the case.